2: A science podcast, a podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name is Kenan Smith. I'm Michael Pace. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are going. Normally, you do it second. <laughs> I know. I, I
1: was so, I sorry, was,
2: listeners. Michael Pace is currently sitting in the center at the moment, and then Sean and I both looked at him. I think both of us expecting Sean to be sitting there, but in fact, Pace was there. I knew that he wasn't
1: going to say anything. But I,
2: was, <laughs> I was hoping that if we looked at Pace, that he would. Well, I
0: prompted. I didn't want to like take your spot in the order of the listing of the who we are. I mean, we do
2: normally save the best for last, so that's why you usually go. That's last. why I usually
1: wait. Which is why I'm going last now. I'm Sean Cross. Oh boy, because you're now Doctor Sean it? Yes, that right? but don't call me that. Okay, I won't. <laughs> because I'm not smart enough One to thing... be called Doctor Sean Cross. Whoa, hold on, that's not true. You're highly qualified. We've said it at least seventeen yeah, times. Yeah, but now. he was highly qualified before you... he got his PhD. Did you know that that's true? The more you talk about your credentials, the uh, less qualified you actually probably are on the topic.
0: I think it's this. It's that's also how like. You know, talking about like how how great your hair looks, or like how great right. your skin is, or right. like how smart you are, and like why are you looking at me while you're saying all how things your things? nose is just perfectly sculpted. Well, okay,
2: like. we can't be talking about me now. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Woody the woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very good. Anyway, the most important thing that we need to cover this week. Uh, I, we watched Limitless, by the way. But uh, the, wait, the, wait, hold on. the important thing is is that all the votes are in. You know, we had a, uh, we had a really big, a very big vote. Big vote, uh, tough race, really, really close race. It was actually
0: it was the biggest vote, and it had all the voters. It's
2: actually really important. Um, but it's now uh, been decided already. Jackie Chan is now the world president. Oh yes, um, yeah, the, Jackie. He, he yeah, thank have, you very he, much, Jackie. He, um, president
1: Jackie. He sorry.
0: barely beat out Zombie Thomas Jefferson. He like, almost beat Zombie Thomas Jefferson. It was Jefferson. really close.
1: Um, he likes to go by President Chan, Kenneth.
2: Sorry, President Chan. You mean Pres? <laughs> you mean Prez Chan. Prez Chan or, uh, that's what I call him. He, right. it. he kinda uh, likes. I'm it. still gonna call him Prez Chan. Nurse Jackie. Anyway, so he beat <laughs> okay, uh, Pace's suggestion, who I think was Maya Angelou, if I remember correctly. Um and then we also had <laughs> It was Thomas Jefferson, who's dead. It was zombie Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, but you also mentioned a, li- still a live person. Who's still smarter.
0: Uh I mentioned Angela Merkel.
2: Oh yeah. And we never got back we never heard back from Angela Merkel or the person I suggested who was Martin Freeman that Sean was just convinced no, I was said saying Martin Freeman's name wrong Wait, we how don't, do you remember all this? <laughs> I listened to our episode because I'm a narcissist oh. we don't know if either one of them uh, is proficient in martial arts so I think that really hurt him in the polls um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you President Jackie Chan I look forward to I guess he'll be on the show next time yeah we'll have Jackie Chan on the show on the yeah. next episode I don't know if we can say that <laughs>
0: Well, you're right. He's not actually president, but he's just he's still coming. That's true. Yeah, so.
1: No, I don't uh, I, I mean,
2: Jackie, I, the check is in the mail. Sorry. President Chan, the check is in the mail. I would feel remiss
1: if I did not ensure our listeners that Jackie Chan will not be on the show. That's fair. All right. Well, so, as of now, as of. Oh, yeah. So not yet. <laughs> I mean, once he once he listens, I mean, what else is he doing? Right. He made a movie. Well, like, he's, he's the president now. No, he's yeah. very busy.
2: He's a lot bigger
0: than our current president, that's for sure.
1: Damn war. Oh, <laughs> <Camargo.
2: clears throat> <inaudible> so other than our political ties and uh, affectations, pace, do we have any other disclaimers for this episode before you get crazy mind expands? We, we do
0: have some disclaimers, and that is that we are now only just two highly disgruntled PhD candidates, and that's one person correct. with a PhD at Dr. Sean Cross and Dr. Sean That Cross, being mm. said. We record late in the evening, so we might curse a little bit. Right. And we're going to break down some of the minutiae of the science in this film.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true. You guys have to stop calling me Dr. Sean Crossan. Sorry,
0: <laughs> Dr. Crossan. We do it oh to God. Sean Crossen. PhD. This week, we watched Limitless. And I got to really say, guys, this movie, it just seemed very... Terrible? Like, boundless to me. Like, it felt like this movie could really go... Anywhere, I'm not sure what it was about it. It's like almost it, as if
1: it had no limits to well, the extent of plot it could cover. You would know? you say that it's he, just,
2: that Bradley Cooper took it to the limit?
1: Took it to the limit.
2: I mean, that's what I was asking. Yeah, limit. I think he did. Okay, I think he did, but then he realized where the limit was, and then he said, "Oh,
0: I found it," and then he <laughs> got hit by the limit ceiling.
2: So, if this movie came out after Mean Girls, so in all right, so in Mean Girls, yeah, the uh, lead character played by uh, help me out here, uh, Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan uh, tells us she informs us that the limit does not exist. This movie came out after Mean Girls, if I remember correctly. So, I do think you think mean Girls, that yes, it came, Mean Girls came out in like two thousand seven? Was Mean something? Girls foreshadowing Bradley Cooper's rise eventually to the presidency because of the lack of limits? Listen, when the,
0: when the Great Queen Princess. Rachel McAdams came onto our podcast and talked about this with us last week. Okay. I think I'm following what you're doing right now. <laughs> she Go ahead.
2: She told us. Right. Go back and watch Mean, mean Girls. Girls because it was clear. So Mean Girls <laughs> and Limitless take place in the same universe.
1: So, canon. ordinarily, right. I would say Planet Earth. you're absolutely crazy and you're just speaking a bunch of gibberish out of your mouth, wow. but right. you laid down the facts so precisely right. that... You're absolutely correct. They must be in the same universe. There's yeah. no other logical conclusion that anybody could come to after hearing the sound scientific argument that you have placed in well, front of us. I am highly qualified. so you and That means a lot coming from a doctor.
2: It does. Oh, it really does. Oh, no, please. And when you live on Pandora,
0: anything's possible. Dude. So, oh you man. know,
2: they're all in the same universe. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, the movie we watched was... Limitless, right? Starring Bradley
1: Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro. He was also in this movie, yes. Yep. Uh, some other people who I did not recognize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure they are good actors and actresses. I mean, I, just I don't know their names. Like recognized faces. I had to look their
2: names up, but I recognized Abby Cornish and Johnny Whitworth. I just don't know what from. Like I recognize their faces,
1: but I don't know what else. Yeah. So.
2: They they Um, were they're definitely
1: actors and actresses. Not that they didn't do a great job.
2: His um, his girlfriend kind of looked like Scarlett Johansson a little bit. I mean, but that doesn't really qualify you for being famous. I guess is like looking like other like I look a lot like Adrian Brody, but I'm not famous. (laughs)
1: I think, I think you're cool. Except Adrian Brody's, like, tall.
2: Yeah, 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 true. I mostly meant our faces and noses.
1: But. <laughs> I guess you guys' noses are, are similar.
2: I have a Brody-esque nose. Yeah. But we should get into this movie because yeah. it was uh, laden heavily with science about the mind. <laughs> that is true, guys. Lots guy. of accurate science about the mind. And uh, you may have guessed at this point that the episode is probably going to be very pace-heavy. Uh, because although Sean is now a distinguished PhD or doctor, oh um, <laughs> neither one of us uh, knows anything about the brain. So
1: yes, I didn't get my doctorate in brainology. No,
2: you didn't. You got it in tummyology, if I remember correctly. Sure.
1: Yep. That's what it Taste-ology. is.
2: Tasteology That's what they call it. That's yep.
1: what us doctors call it. At least we, we call it we call it
2: science of the mouth. Mouth. And you are very good about science. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's. All right, I won't, talk about, I won't touch that one.
1: Uh, <laughs> which one of you wants to kick us off with the plot? Well, since I don't want to break with tradition, in the beginning of the movie, we open with Bradley Cooper standing on the edge of a skyscraper, and he's narrating uh, how he got to this point. Like, I never thought I'd be here. Right, there's uh, a freeze frame,
2: and it's like, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. Yeah,
1: yeah basically, that's right. actually what happened. So it sort of leaves you with like, oh... Bradley Cooper is going to jump off the edge of a building. And then it starts off, like, telling the story up to that point. Right. The next scene, I mean, there's not really that much in the beginning. It's just sort of the visual effect of him about to jump off a building. Yeah. He's, like, the pavement's right there. And then throughout the movie, there's this cool effect that they do. And by cool effect, I mean... Super cool. ...visually nauseating effect that they keep doing, mm-hmm. where they'll, like, zoom in... On an object, and then just keep zooming in to other objects past it. It looks like you're, like, flying through a tunnel of New York City. It literally looks
2: like they found a camera that has a lens the size of Pace's, like, the length of Pace's apartment, and then they just sat (laughs) on a street in New York City and then just zoomed in for an hour. Do I have a
1: long apartment? I mean, mean, it would yeah, be long, in, yeah. long for a lens. Long for a lens? <laughs> yeah. <don't you? laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I mean, six feet is long for a lens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose. So that, they do that effect a lot, but basically, they do this effect it like sucks. a star wife, basically, or whatever. And then yeah. there's some pictures of brains and neurons. And then we end up with Bradley Cooper looking. Like he's a burnout guitarist. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, uh,
2: there there are actually two Coopers. We get in the scene. We get regular ba- Bradley Cooper, and then we get Badly Cooper, which is when he's not on the the drug, li- the limitless drug. So when he when he's a burnout, he's it, the person who tells everyone, "I'm a writer," but he's never written like a word that's ever right. But he has a book contract. He has a book contract. He does, which he says a lot. And his, yes.
1: so okay, so Badly Cooper is mm-hmm. walking around New York City. He's got you know long unkempt hair he's you know out drinking he during the middle of the day in the middle of the day um he's supposed to be working on a book and he's telling people about it but he's written none of it because he has like severe writer's block and he's meeting with like his ex-girlfriend just telling her about how he's like depressed and like he's complaining about his not motivated Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so you find out basically that he was previously married uh, ten years in the past, to someone named Melissa. Yep, right out of college. Right out of college, but it didn't last very long. Apparently, it was like a f- like a fling sort of wedding, and then she left him. But he runs into Melissa's uh, brother. So this is his ex wife. Is his brother in law basically yep. his ex brother in law? And they have a conversation in a bar. The guy's name is Vance. Vance? Um, it's like Vern. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's Vernon. Vern. It's Vern. Um, and they allude to that Vern used to be a drug dealer or something. He's like, "Hey, are you still dealing?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm on the up and up now. I'm gonna, I work
2: for a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, yeah, some
1: shit like that." Vern ends up giving uh, Bradley, sorry, Badley Cooper, Badly Cooper, um, this little clear pill, yeah. and he's like, "Take one of these. Like, it's on the house. Like, it'll, it normally costs you hundred bucks, but
0: solve your writer's block."
1: And then he specifically says to him, "You know how we only use ten percent of our brain? Twenty percent. Twenty percent of our brain." This lets you use the rest of it. This lets you access the rest of your brain. Right. And I wanted to sort of like, you know, stop talking about the plot and see, hey, Pace. Yes. As the resident uh, chiropractor. Yes. (laughs) Can you please uh, tell me if there's any validity to this statement?
0: Well, as resident oncologist, I can definitely tell you uh, that there is no validity in this statement.
2: Okay. I'm actually
0: a neuroscientist. and this is your first time listening to the show. Anyway. It's all the same pace. Yes, yeah, I know. They're all, the they're all scientists. Um, people always walk around saying we use... You'll sometimes hear 10%, 20% of our brain. Uh, in reality, I think that there's not like one accurate percentage of the brain that you can use because there's no way to really measure that
2: right well i was going to ask you real quick because we do actually have a listener question i know we're oh, yes. going to do this in the middle of the show but i think this one's valid uh so a friend of the podcast doug miller actually wanted to ask <laughs> okay. what would it be like if we use more than 10 percent of our brain you know that's a really special yeah, question that yeah. so i think what it would be
0: like is what you experience now because we do use more than 10 percent of our brain oh do we wow well, yeah right. we do uh here's the thing though what percentage there i can't give you an exact percentage you ask the most knowledgeable neuroscientist he or she wouldn't be able to give you an exact well, percentage. Pace.
1: He, I, I know... He. <laughs> you. You. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Dory, Kenan, Kenan was not saying that... I wasn't <laughs> cheating on you this time. I thought you were trying to say that it's
0: obviously a guy because it couldn't be a girl. Sexist.
1: No. <laughs> no, he was saying you're the smartest neuroscientist that he knows.
0: The thing is, that wouldn't even cross my mind because I think so slowly of myself. Pace. Um, you're the
1: only neuroscientist he knows. <laughs> Except Caesar, I guess.
0: So, I do know Caesar now. But in all seriousness, Dougie, uh, Dougie G, uh, what would actually happen here is that you do use more than 10% of your brain. It's just you use different parts of it for different things at different times, for different tasks.
2: Like the occipital lobe that you use for... Occipital. uh, Oh, boy. uh, Occipital lobe that you use for... uh, Vision. Vision. (laughs) Yes.
0: The occipital lobe is in the back of your brain. It's important for vision.
2: Is there a lobe that's important for what Sean does known as the gustatory lobe?
0: There's the, is, the
1: gustatory cortex, which is in the insula. Ah, eh, interesting.
0: There, is no, there are four lobes, though. Can you name them,
2: Ken? I cannot. Well, I named one. Occipital. Occipital. <laughs> oh, the, okay. I've had a single beer. Hold on, I to try occipital. this. Occipital.
1: There's a, occipital? Sorry, you said occipital. It's O-C-C. Occipital. 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 No, it's occipital. I've pr- them
2: with an S. I've always heard it's Oc- occipital oh, really? yeah, yeah. occipital I guess you can say but also occipital not a neurologist so I don't sure, know sure So not all of us can be all I can
1: think of is occipital now so. <laughs> hippocampus oh well that's te- temporal that's in the temporal temporal lobe, lobe. Temporal. there we go okay, okay. Make <laughs> <long>. <laughs> <laughs> the cerebellum of course
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's four lobes so there's the frontal lobe which okay. you should have known because that's the easiest one right um, and then there's the parietal
2: lobe which, uh-huh. of course, is... Uh, when, you're, when you're ostracized from society, that's what you use. <laughs> yeah, 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 you get exiled. <laughs> the
1: moral of the story you're saying, face is that we use our entire brains.
0: We use our entire brains, uh, at least for as them. far as we know, we do. Um, and because certain brains' regions are important for certain functions. We use more than 20%, so that's a lie.
2: So the main tenet of this movie, which uh, stipulates that the drug allows you to access 100% of your brain at all times... Uh, is false, because what you're saying is, is that you access different parts of your brain for different things at different times. Right. If, if you had like 100% of your brain... You'd just be doing cartwheels and screaming in French.
0: Active at the whole time. Right. Your body would be just constantly convulsing and yeah. you'd be... Ta- you would be... You would look like a, a, a mad person. Right. You'd look uh, like the Tasmanian devil. Right. You'd
2: look like the Tasmanian devil because... Oh my God. The Tasmanian devil took NCT. Yeah. Yeah. Good joke, Ken. Way
0: to make fun of somebody who's... On drugs? <laughs> <laughs> On
1: fictional <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah, Kenneth. So, show some compassion. I'm so sorry,
2: uh, Mr. Toons. Um, so, Bradley Mr. Cooper, Looney, please. <laughs> please me, Mr. Looney, please. My father is Mr. Toons. Oh, boy. So, right. Badley Cooper goes back to his apartment.
0: Let's right? And what we should make yeah. clear that the drug is called
2: NZT. That's it is, like,
0: it's like street name or whatever you want to say. It's called NZT-48.
2: NZT-48. And he tells um, him that. Badley Cooper sees an opportunity to utilize this drug in order to finish his book. Because yes. he has a deadline, I think, in order to turn in, what, like 90 pages yeah. uh, for his book contract in four days. Yeah. And he doesn't think he's going to be able to deliver. So, when he's approached by Vernon, Vernon gives him this magic drug, NZT-48, He's, he thinks, all right, what the fuck? Like, I can't sink any lower. Yeah. And so he pops that pill right outside of his apartment. And we get to see all that juicy, badly mouth as that pill goes in. Yeah, there. they zoom right That's into really his lips. Weird. And it's like a lot of, a lot yeah. of lip action going but, on. Then he goes upstairs and he starts getting yelled at by his
0: landlord's wife. Yeah, who he's, he's late on the rent. Uh, and basically he starts off and he had, the drug isn't in effect yet. And he's getting yelled at by her and he doesn't know what to say. But then as the drug
2: gets into effect... Which takes by the way, maybe two minutes. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, very fast. It's very
1: fast for ingesting a drug, especially. Like, he he didn't smoke it or inject it, which, as we talked about on Reefer Madness, like, if you're putting a drug directly into your bloodstream you're going to feel the effects faster. Sure. if you're ingesting a drug via, like, oral consumption, it's got to get through your stomach, into your bloodstream, like, right. absorbing the intestines. It'll take it will longer. it more time. We, yeah. we also found out
2: later and that this drug hasn't been uh, tested in any clinical trials or anything, so it's not like the drug would even be optimized for an oral delivery. No. So there's no way that it would occur mm. in two minutes. Right. So he's he's doing this, and as the drug begins to take effect— He
0: starts to notice things that he wasn't noticing before. He becomes hyper aware. There's a sense of hyper aware, um, hyper like sensibility to just stimuli in general, I think, that you experience under this drug. And he starts to notice all these little quirks about his landlord's wife who he's talking to. And then he's able to basically relate to her immediately, start talking about what's most important to her, which is like, she's a law student or something. Yeah, he notices Um, a
2: book in her purse that he reads the author and title of like just a corner of it and it triggers some memory far way back beyond when he was in college and he like looked at the cover once. Well, that's an important thing because like he said it was like a, it was a memory from 12 years ago that he had seen this book. Right. Uh,
0: And he, because he was like trying to like get with some TA or something who was studying law. But the point of that is like scientifically he's, he's able to now access this memory because of this drug and that means that you know, that memory was stored in a synapse deep inside his hippocampus. And for some reason, this this drug allowed him to access that memory. So in some way or another, let's assume this drug is real, it's strengthening and accessing those particular synapses in a more accessible way uh, that he wasn't able to do prior.
1: So is this, like, common that when people have trouble remembering things, it's really just an access issue? Or is there, like a limit to what sort of memories you actually store in your brain.
0: Are you referring to people with... Are you referring to, like, healthy, like, uh, everyday, like, forgetting something, or are you referring to someone with dementia?
1: I'm referring to healthy, everyday people who, like... Like, if I asked Kenan what he was doing 12 years ago, he does not remember. Right. <laughs> <like>, I don't <laughs> I remember what I was doing 12 hours ago. Like, oh, <laughs> right. Well, that, that's because it's Kenan. But, but, you know, but right. he's experienced these things, yeah. and if I was able to, like, jog his memory, it might come back to him. So, yes. that, so I'm wondering if, like... For a person's lifetime, almost yes. everything they've experienced is actually cataloged in some form of memory, and they just don't have the ability to access it.
0: So that's sort
1: of the assumption that this is making, right?
0: Yes, it is. And I think the, that this, this is not a uh, sound area of, ne- of memory neuroscience, but I think it's safe to say that whenever you, whenever you reinforce a memory and you're, you're strengthening a, a neural synapse, a connection between new, two neurons... Or multiple neurons in your brain. And if you don't reinforce something, that, that connection becomes, becomes weaker. So the reason that that was a super weak connection is because he's something he saw in passing it meant nothing to him at the time. Hmm. But then because of this drug, uh, for whatever reason, we don't know. It's a fake drug. The director says that it's a fake drug. Oh, whoa. whoa um, on. it is, it is, it's something made up, but. But there is a documentary. It's great for plot. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say that the every day forgetting that you experience just because it wasn't that important to you.
1: Is there something special about this memory, or will this happen to like everything he's experienced? Like, is is most of are most of his like day to day occurrences cataloged in his brain, and he's just not able to access them? Unless is there anything right. known about like how much is really cataloged in your brain.
0: So I think the sh- the short answer, I guess. Like if, if, you, if they don't know, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just. No, asking. I think that let's. I think the right word to answer this question was in regards to like triggering memories.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: a way to see if something exists, mm-hmm. if a memory exists, right? Like for example, if I were to give you like I don't know the perfume that like your wife was wearing on her first date or something, that might spark memories that you didn't know that you had about that event. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and so you might not even realize that you still have memories, but then they were cued and that neural connection was then, uh, was accessed, was reinforced. And, um, I think that in the case of Bradley Cooper, who he is now, he's transitioned from Bradley Cooper to Bradley Bradley Cooper Cooper, with his pill. Um, he is.
2: Oh, wait. Radley Cooper. Radley Cooper. (laughs) We've done it, gang.
1: Yeah. We've made it. Yeah. He's gone from badly Cooper to, to Radley, Radley he, Cooper. He pops that the pill, so better. and he literally like reaches into his backpack, and he just pulls out a skateboard. He's like, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah. And then he just grinds down the railing of his apartment complex. And as and he grinds down the railing, he's suddenly wearing sunglasses, and he has a sport in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he, at the end, he blows a huge cloud of weed smoke, and it just yeah. says 420. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it says the weed smoke
2: force, forms this giant like sentence. It says 420... Listen to real science cast. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest part about this movie. Yeah, it was it very—it was, was a cool moment. It
0: was very, like, like off from the rest of the film. We didn't ask
2: for, for like no. a replacement in a movie that was made seven years ago. Plus, but, our show didn't exist. But yeah, that's true. It,
0: it was really nice of Radley
1: Cooper to do that for us. It was, it, yeah. So.
0: But the, the point I'm making is that he it looks like he's able to, like, Uh, Take more from like a visual or stimulus that to cue memories. Like he's just more sensitive to it because of this drug. So, So. because
1: he's so open to stimuli, he has these memories cataloged. And that's
0: even true for like some stimulants, which I think is the next cool thing we can talk about is like what drugs might be a real life example of NCT.
2: Sure. Do you want to give us an example?
0: Uh, I mean, the most common thing people would think of is like Adderall. Right, drugs yeah. drugs that are for ADD and ADHD. Well, you've said
2: that a couple times, like during the sh- during the movie. Definitely Adderall, definitely Adderall. D- definitely Adderall right? Yeah, it's like it's really it's
1: Adderall, cocaine, and like ecstasy or like methamphetamine. Just all these different like stimulants. Yes, it's just like classic even stimulant. caffeine. Even yeah. caffeine to a certain extent. Did you did you say caffeine? I did not. Okay, I said ecstasy. <laughs> yes, that sure.
0: <laughs> which is um, a little these... more potent than caffeine. <laughs> these these are all stimulants in your brain, which basically just make some brain cells, like, more active than they should be. Yeah. And uh, this also, and this is how you feel on the, on, uh, like, supposedly how one might feel on
2: these drugs as well. And, <laughs> uh, Pace, as a person with rampant ADHD, I can tell you that Adderall definitely helps a lot more neurons fire you than are normally not firing. Because you can have personal experience because you have a prescription. I 100% do, and it 100% turns me from a really terrible person into a normal functioning member of society. you a terrible person. Well, okay, I just don't function well. <laughs> right. And this sort of, like, hyper-awareness
0: to, right. to stimuli also happens on... Uh, like, psycho-stimulatory drugs, like amphetamines and cocaine and stuff like that. Well, okay, I don't know about this. But well, I don't either. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, it's, it's categorized in research like that that occurs. It makes sense. Yeah. So either way, he's able to focus a lot more. He's able to focus.
1: So with his newfound powers from this limitless drug... Um, NZT-48. Yes, NZT, which we'll just call it... Radley Cooper uh, proceeds to hook up with the landlord's wife. She's impressed. Um, because she's like, oh, Radley, you're so rad. You're so rad. <laughs> Teach <laughs> me about law. So then he helps her write her law paper. They have sex. And then he goes into his room and he's like, oh, I'll just write my book. And he just writes the 90 pages that he needs to do yep. in like, no time. Um, he's very impressive. He essentially like continues his book contract and the, everyone's amazed and he's able to finish the full book in four days. Yep. Yep. Um so he's doing great and he starts bettering his uh I guess just his overall personal. lifestyle. Yeah,
2: his self. Like there's a there's a montage of him like exercising, learning French, run like running, he's like doing all of the things. These, these are important yeah. these are important things because like it's he he talks about the constant
0: need to move forward. Right. And he also like before he like writes his book he walks into an apartment and instantly cleans everything yeah, which yeah. i think uh, a person case, might be able to talk this do. person on cocaine or even just and even just like Adderall would feel the need to be productive and like feel the need to Well, like,
2: like, here's the thing is he cleans his apartment before he writes his book right I, if i were to take Adderall and walk into my messy apartment and know that i have my dissertation
1: left to write i'd probably just fucking write the dissertation right, before right. i clean my apartment <laughs> a lot of people do procrastinate with cleaning though yeah. I, mean, I, do. I don't know who specifically, I mean, definitely not anyone I, do I live that. with would ever procrastinate with cleaning. But, I mean, <laughs> we both do that, don't we? I do that. Sarah does it a lot. Yeah. If there's right. a mess, Sarah's like, gotta clean it. she does anything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he starts, he gets his hair cut. Yeah. Um, he buys a suit. He, he cleans up. But so while he's doing this, like, revelation thing, he starts getting into the stock market. Yeah. And he starts doing day trading, like, online at home. With the NZT, he's able to read uh the information of the stocks a lot better like he's researching the companies and he can like almost assuredly tell where the stocks are gonna go so he's making a ton of money
2: he basically explains later on in the movie that like he's using some sort of mental algorithm that's based upon rumors uh in human nature like on what he thinks people will buy stock in because of what they appreciate he's not using like he's not using market values as like his basis. He's just like right. quote unquote reading into society in order to yeah, do Yeah he's
1: like on social media right. like just getting some sort of general public idea and going like oh this stock provides right. this product. I
2: think it's supposed life. to tie back into his book that he's supposed to be writing which is like some he says like it's a like, transcendental my transcendental diatribe about the plights of the individual in the 21st century or some know. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to tie back into that.
1: But what happens is he starts realizing like I can make money with this. I have a lot of potential i can do a lot of things with this drug but i need but but he's like i need more money like i'm not making enough money at this so he does what any sane person would do in this situation he goes to a loan shark yep uh which is like so this is who's russian for some reason who's russian he just needed to be russian and like the guy obviously looks like he's like a (laughs) A mobster like a thug like he's like oh i'll break your kneecap he actually tells the guy that he will cut his waist and pull his skin over his head if he doesn't... And tie it in a knot so that he suffocates. Yeah. If he
0: doesn't return if he the doesn't loan return in the, the appropriate loan. amount of time.
1: Right. So Bradley Cooper gets a loan for $100,000. He immediately, in a few days, flips it to make like... What did they say? Like $2.1 million. $2.1 million I I like, in like two and seven half days or something. Yeah. He, yeah. he does it in 10 days.
0: So him making this amount of money in this short of a time obviously draws a lot of attention from other people that are working in the stock market... Uh, he's getting a lot of attention from the uh, from the people who had his book contract with. He's he gets back with his girlfriend uh, who broke yeah. up with
2: him. Because, he's impressed that now? He can suddenly speak yeah, French,
0: yeah. Or, or Italian. Uh, so he's he's getting on people's radar for the amount of
2: money that he's made in the short amount of time. And one coworker in particular is like, "Wow, dude, this guy makes money really fast. Like he knows how to run this like do the stock market and all this all this other crap, uh, bro. You need to meet this." Very famous financier um, that we all know the name of, and that everyone in the city knows the name of. Because for, thank you very much, director, for letting us know he's famous. Because every time this man walks into a room, we have to hear people around him go, "Oh my god, that's so and so." Oh, it's Van. Oh, Loon. Wow, it's Van. Loon. It's Van Loon. Oh my god, that's Van Marcus. Is Van his Van name actually Van Loon? I don't yeah. know. No, it's not it's Van probably Van Loon. like all right. It's played by he's played by Robert De Niro. His name is Carl Van Loon. Van Carl Van, Van Loon. Loon. Oh my god, it's Carl it's Van, Van Loon. Loon. Every Van scene Van in Loon. which he walks into a public place, people. Are, public place people are doing this so he eventually gets into a meeting like or a lunch with this dude right so his friend at work who made sure that he got a meeting with carl van loon is there he's there and they're talking about like his quote-unquote formula for doing this this is where he explains like how he's made all of his money and then carl van loon's like all right kid you got your shot i'll help you out and because he basically... And he puts his cigar out. Yeah, he puts his <laughs> cigar out, like, on the armchair yeah. of wherever he is. So basically, uh, Radley Cooper figures out that Carl Van Loon is about to have a merger with another person uh, who owns another company. And he wants Radley Cooper to figure out, like, why this person he's going to have a merger with has risen to power so quickly. And at this point, we, the audience, have put together that this other guy is on NZT. Radley Cooper hasn't figured it out yet, despite being, I
1: guess, like, the, like, the smartest person
2: in New York. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So... One of the things with this movie that I really, really didn't like that we or it just doesn't make much sense that he's supposed to be so smart, right? He takes out a loan for a hundred thousand dollars. He gets makes, from a loan shark for starters. From a loan shark makes two and a half million dollars in ten days and does not. He doesn't just blow the money. Why did he not just pay off the loan shark? I think I know immediately. I don't Listen, understand. I
0: think that's a really good reference to the effects that like stimulatory drugs have upon like your priorities and everything. As he's experiencing the effects of his drug, he continually talks about this drive to keep moving forward and to keep moving on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, which is always right. making more money uh, in order to, you know, accomplish all the goals that he has while under the effects of this drug. And he's so consumed with this uh, venture that he's on with Van Loon that I honestly think that just like he forgets to eat sometimes and, you know, forgets a lot of like the basic things that you need to survive. Right. He puts just puts a lot of things in the back burner that I think people that are searching for that
2: next you know drug fix will also sometimes do. I mean, that's actually a good point because we get some of his initial symptoms of being on NZT or maybe not taking enough uh, NZT uh, when after he gets back with his uh, uh, girlfriend who broke up with him at the beginning of the episode, Lindy, um, she's now impressed with him because he's gotten his life together. Uh, We get the scene where he's just, he's in the apartment talking to her, doing something, and then all of a sudden he's outside the apartment in the hallway, like in his pajamas. And Lindy's behind him, and she's like, bro, what are you, you know, badly, what are you doing? Yeah, he's he's. When was the last time you had any food badly?
0: He gets some side (laughs) effects. He's experiencing some, some side effects of the drug. I think he's been on it for-
2: a couple of weeks now maybe well I think at this point it's been because we have the like whole montage of him like going to Venice and jumping off a cliff and like doing all this other bullshit and then he makes all his money in 10 days I think it's been probably about a month at that point so, okay um, when like the symptoms really start
0: yeah and he's as far as we know he's been taking this every day yeah well uh, he says he ups his dose at some at point least he's once, twice a day yeah a year, uh-huh. so.
1: Right, so he's so right, he met with Van Loon, not yeah. Van Loop, which I'm gonna say for the rest of the movie now Great. that pays. Van to Loop is Van Loom Loom much more fun. Power
0: <laughs> oh, <Connor> Van Roop <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of like is it,
1: it Floop from Spy Kids. Oh my God. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a good pull. Yeah. Whoa, you just uh I wow. think I just reinforced the Synapse face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much You're for reinforcing that Spy Kids synapse. Uh, You're welcome. Um, so He's been meeting with Van Loon. He had this one meeting, and now we're starting to see that he's getting these memory lapses. Yeah. We see this continues to happen, right? So he's still taking this really high dose, and there's a sort of, like, montage between his next meeting with Van uh, Loon where he's, you know, you see him, like, at a club, at, like, an apartment with a woman, and then, like, there's this guy that's always following him. Yeah. And this guy has been following him for, like... Most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, and wearing the
2: same clothes the whole time. Yeah,
1: wearing, like, the same trench coat. <laughs> and I don't know. He's the smartest man, like, in the world. But he doesn't, like, Call think the police. to track down the guy. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Or, deal Look with CCTV him or anything. Cameras. Yeah. But basically he has an 18-hour memory lapse where yeah. he just wakes up on the, a bridge. And he's like, yeah. oh. Shit, I don't remember anything. Uh, I don't know how I got here. Yeah. And this comes back to bite him. Uh, because we find out that, like, the woman he was with, like, it, it's implied in the movie that the guy who was following him came in after he left and murdered the woman that was in the room. Right. Okay. Like, the model that he hooked up with. But since people saw him there, like, you he's, know. He's pegged as the suspect. He was the as suspect. suspect yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, he missed his meeting with the loan shark to give him money because he's been having these memory lapses. So, the loan shark buddy comes to his apartment and roughs him up. And then takes one of the Limitless drugs from him because he drops it. Takes NZT from right. him. And the loan Shark, of course, is like, this hey, this is, is great. Race. Yeah. Let's go to the bank. You can give me my money and I'll be back for more of this drug. So now uh, Radley Cooper slash Badley Cooper is stuck with this loan Shark tough mobster guy who's hitting him up for more drugs all the time. Yep. And he goes to meet with Van Loon again, and he's out of drugs. Yeah. And obviously... He's
0: he's starting to experience, like, the sickness. He's like, not
1: performing well, and he's even getting worse, right? yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... He's, he has to leave because he has to go vomit on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's, he's starting to get withdrawal. Yep. Uh, because he is he's addicted to this drug. I mean, he's, I mean, you know, there's, he's experiencing... As, as you the, can
2: be with any drug. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is, it's, it's not specific to NZT. I mean, like, clearly this is a very powerful stimulant, and just as if with, with any stimulant, if you... Stop taking it, then you're going to experience some pretty negative side
2: effects. Well, the correlation that we can make here too is that, like the because he's taking a drug at an unregulated dosage, right? He even says he ups the dose for himself, yeah, right? to get an out of effect. Much like somebody who is like doing cocaine would do more cocaine in order to experience a bigger high, yeah, right. Yeah. This is one of the reasons he's becoming addicted and getting withdrawals, but with things like Adderall, in most cases, when you're taking like therapeutic doses of a drug like Adderall, you're not going to become addicted right. because you're not taking a shitload of it. You're taking – you know, there's some pa- patient reliability that has to go into this, but presumably you're taking enough that you've been told to take each day in order to provide a therapeutic effect yep. without causing a lasting effect on your brain in right. regards to addiction. And that in regards to, like, the lasting effect of the brain in regards to addiction,
0: I think it's a good point to be bring out. Uh, I'm not sure when this occurs in the movie, but I think it's relevant to what you just said. Like He he gets in contact with his old – his ex-wife. It's about this time, actually. Right. It's yeah. about this Once time. Once he starts
2: throwing up and freaking yes, out. He yeah.
0: gets in contact with, with his ex-wife. And, and he learns uh, – yeah, Melissa, who is, again, Vernon's uh, sister. And he learns that she was on the drug, too, I think, at about the time that, like – not not by the time that they they, brought, they were married, but uh, during her second marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, she was on the drug, so she stops taking the drug because uh, she gets nervous, and she basically starts to experience like uh, headaches. She can't concentrate on anything for more than ten minutes, uh, and so this brings up an important issue of, of that commonly happens with taking these types of drugs, which is the with just experiencing withdrawal, right? And this basically happens because as you take Not just a psychostimulatory drug, but a lot of drugs uh, over a long period of time, uh, drugs, a lot of them will work on receptors. You might have heard of like the lock and key mechanism for how drugs work. Like it's a perfect fit in your brain. And so essentially your receptors, which are how this drug works, they become desensitized. Right. And you need more
2: and more of the drug. To get the same effect that you were experiencing the first time that you took it. Right. So what you're referring to is like with this lock and key thing is that these specific receptors, drugs can either act as an agonist or as an antagonist. Antagonist. Right. So what does that mean? So that means they can either uh, bind the receptors in order to elicit a desired effect or they can bind the receptors to prevent the thing that elicits the effect from eliciting that effect
0: right and this is actually how a lot of uh, antidepressants work as well right um, so as this is happening you, you need more and more drug to get the same effect uh, this is maybe getting a little bit too into it but like your cell will make less of the receptor right it'll be it, the, the cell will internalize the receptors and there's not many of them because you've had so much drug inside your system right
1: so, basically everything in your body is trying to maintain a balance, like which we call homeostasis. Homeostasis. It's, it's just trying to maintain a balance so right. that it can respond accurately to different stimuli putting into your body and like maintain this current, this constant state of like your body affairs. Yes. So if you're like altering that by chronically using something, your body will start changing. Like it's, you chronically use chronic. Yeah. If you're chronically on that chronic, your body will. Start changing the expression of different receptors so that the response is diminished back to where a normal level would be, yes. which
2: means you need to hit the smoky plumes harder yep. each time in order to and then, yeah. get
1: as high. And then when you stop, your body was still making less receptor, and it's like and, like, and she, like,
0: she she stopped cold turkey, and she says she doesn't didn't get better. I th- I think that eventually over time, again, it's a fake drug. We don't know about
1: anything about it. But I think over time, she would eventually have some relief to her symptoms. I was going to ask you that. So the fact that she didn't. So this she says in the movie, this Melissa Mm -hmm. says that this was two years ago. Yeah. This happened. And she still doesn't feel anywhere close to the same. Like she feels awful. So I was going to ask, like, is it really a withdrawal symptom? If it's now two years after she's been on the drug, but she still has issues. Or is this like a chronic problem?
0: I think that the effects that she's experiencing are a very, very. If they are withdrawal, it's a very unique kind. But I, I actually would argue that she's not experiencing withdrawal from the drug. That's usually supposed to be in your immediate time after you stop taking it. I think that what they're implying in this film is that this drug, uh, whenever you take it, at least as chronically as she was, and maybe potentially as uh, Radley Cooper has been taking it, there's permanent damage done. Okay. To the synapses in the
1: brain. I think that's a super good point, but yeah, because as we'll see throughout the movie, uh, Radley Cooper is constantly on this drug yes. like, throughout the entire movie. So that's sort of begs the question: like, if there are chronic like or long term like damages from this drug that are not withdrawal associated, you know, that's going to affect him because he's still taking something. Right. It's and like even if you take a drug like a prescribed drug and you're not addicted to it you can still develop, you know, side effects that of the drug. Like, that just happens. That's yes. how drugs work. So.
0: And I think we'll maybe get into that a little bit more whenever he, as we get to the end of the film, and it, he kind of talks about how he tapers off of the drug, sure. which we'll get to.
1: Okay, so we'll cover it then. Yep. So, back in the plot, uh, Badly realizes, he's like, I gotta take care of myself. Yeah, so yeah. he decides that he can't just stop taking the NZT because apparently stopping cold turkey, you'll die. So he's like, I'm going to use it, but I'm going to try and taper off and use less so that I can maintain, right. you know, my, so I don't die, basically. And he's currently experiencing withdrawal. So he's like going back to his apartment, trying to find the pills. He realizes he doesn't have any. So he goes to his uh, girlfriend's work. Place of work. Yeah. And he's like really bad. Like he's like collapsing, Just laying on the ground. Everywhere. And yeah. he's like. Tells her about the drugs, basically. He, he says, literally falls into her office, and as she catches him, he goes, "I'm sick." Yeah, <laughs> this is after, exactly what happens. This is after he was chased down by the guy in a trench coat who's been following him. Yeah, yeah. Who he still just has like been like, "Well, I got away, so <sighs> guess I'm guess it doesn't fine. exist anymore." Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he tells her, "I need these drugs, or I'm going to die." I have a stash that I put in your apartment hidden in a seashell. Can you go get them? So she goes and gets them. And on her way to bring it back to him, she gets chased down by the guy, the trench coat, man. And so what happens to We gotta is, give him a name Uh Team no. wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait <did> you- <laughs> I said
2: I, He was chasing her through the park, And I said I can't believe Christopher Lloyd Christopher Lloyd okay. Because he looks a little bit like Christopher Just because he's old? <laughs> I mean, well, no
1: He has the same sort of hair. We can call him Doc Brown <laughs> why don't we just call him christopher <laughs> Christ- we'll call him christopher <laughs> she's being chased by doc brown and um she takes a limitless pill NZT, in order to get out of the scenario because she's like i have to take one in order to w- rig my out of this situation and there's a scene where she takes one and she i'm just gonna describe this scene because it's very it's probably the most like wildest scene in the movie there's an ice skating rink and they're in like Central Park or something. (laughs) Right. And she runs onto the ice rink and the guy's chasing her. And she literally just like goes up to a little girl as this guy is running up to her, grabs this little girl and just like, swings her so that the blades of her ice skates just like slash this guy's face. Let it
2: be known also that like during her limitless like during her limit break she literally like zooms in to three or four weapons in the park that she could possibly use one of them is a giant set of hedge clippers one of them is a baseball bat and the other is a child's ice skate and she decides with her super smart brain that the best thing to do is to swing a child at this person <laughs> in order to hurt him, and apparently his parents it, are right there. It works flawlessly. It works <laughs> He's fucking carrying a knife on ice, and he's not wearing ice skates. Oh yeah, this
1: guy's carrying a knife that's chasing her. By the way, he kills two people like to get to her. Like, yeah, two strangers so to try insane. And stop him. So it's like a lethal threat, and she's like children's ice skates. Time for some kid feet. <laughs> Like and the whole point of this is she she escapes she cuts the guy she gets back to uh, Bradley and it's like here are your drugs exactly. and he's like I am going to like taper off to, like don't worry and like a good. little bit of time I won't be using it and she was like I know it feels great but you're gonna fuck yourself up with this shit like yeah. you're not the same person I she was like I used a child's skates for God's sake yeah so they break up Bradley which one uh Bradley he's Bradley now he's got his drugs got you. Um, the next part of the movie is just sort of like I'm gonna like kind of blaze through it. I think that makes yeah, sense. Um it's he, essentially there's like this merger going on. He's working with Loon to like seal this deal. He also finds a lab to make the NCT for it. Yeah, he well. finds a lab yeah. to make NCT NZT. He, pay,
2: he pays some random scientist two million dollars. Yeah. And like any good scientist, he says, Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because of course the guy was like I, need fun I don't day. know, it's gonna take like at least two years, and he was like, I'll give you two million, do it in six months. And he said the right answer, which is Okay. All right. <laughs> because the thing is, that's still not possible. He's probably not going to get it done in six <laughs> it's months. It's still not going to happen. But he's already going to have the money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that's what all good scientists do. Yep. And the whole whole time that he's doing this, working on this merger, we find out, I would say, two very important things. The one is that the uh, company with which or the person in which Van Loon is trying to merge with. Uh, what, what's his guy's? What's the guy's name? It's like, Atwood. like Atwood or Atwood. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We figure out the mysterious identity of this man who's been chasing them. Yeah, we and do. it is the the attendant, the attendant or the driver,
1: the personal valet, the valet
0: of, <laughs> the of this guy yeah. who was doing the merger with. And we, then we make the connection. Oh, it's because the guy who's making the merger yep. has been on NZT as well and is out.
2: Yeah, and we find this out because Bradley Cooper gets called in to uh, stand as a, uh, a, to get picked out of a line of suspects from a witness testimony. Uh, And as he does this, he hands the, his lawyer, the best lawyer in New York apparently, his jacket. Gets his jacket back. Goes back and meets with uh, Carl Loon. Carl Loon is complaining because somebody found out about the merger. He goes, oh shit, I got to take my NZT. Goes to take it. Finds out it's gone. Realizes that the lawyer took it. Sees the lawyer on TV with Atwood's wife and goes, oh shit, Atwood's on NZT. And the lawyer took the pills because he's going to give
1: them to Atwood. I don't remember if it happens in that exact order.
2: But... Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where people, like, take their cues for actions from TVs.
1: Right. Bradley will, like, be watching a TV in the background. Bradley or Badly. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. B. Bradley will be watching TV. So... But the important thing is, like, he goes back to his... The NZT's gone. He goes back to his apartment um, to go look for more. His brand new, like... His brand new, like, villa. Yeah. Villa. Yeah. And what happened is... He also was supposed to meet the thug and give him more NZT, and he didn't. So while he's back in his apartment... He's out of NCD. He's looking for it. <gasps> that's right. Because, hold on, sorry.
2: While he's meeting with, prior to the scene, while he's meeting with Carl Van Loon, he just randomly gets a hand delivered package. And by, it's funny. Of th- two it's, hands! Of, it's called hand delivered because it is just full of severed oh, hands for right. some fucking reason. And I don't remember why there are
1: severed it's hands in a box. His, his security
0: guard. Oh, his security, security guard. Right.
1: And it's the guy who was after him who worked for Atwood. Yeah. He killed a security guard. Ah, okay. I got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. All right. We figured it out, guys. We need a limitless pill. We need some NZT. Jesus. So, um, goes back to his apartment. The thug guy comes up to take more NZT from him. Obviously, Bradley doesn't have any. So, this is the scene where he's now standing on the edge of the skyscraper. Back to the beginning of the movie. Right. And this is where it's going through his head. And he's sort of like, you know, they're going to kill me when they get in here. And I don't have any NZT, and there's no escape, so at least if I jump, it's I'll, on his I'll terms. go out on my own terms. Yeah. But he doesn't jump.
2: He cycles through his head all the different places where he could possibly have NZT, and then he cuts back to him thinking about the can that he looked in previously that had no NCT in it. And he's like, I don't know, maybe.
1: Maybe there's, like, one more in there. Right, yeah. and he
2: runs back into the apartment, like, there's this scene where they're sawing the door open, and he's trying to look through all of his unpacked boxes to try and find this can, and he finds the pill at the exact moment that they burst through the door, and of
1: course, he drops it behind him, and it falls down just, like, a mystery grate. Yeah. 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 Just the, the random ventilation shaft right. that's there. as it does. And so, um, what, does, what is this guy's name? The Thug. What can I call him? Alex. The Russian, I think, Alexi. probably. Alexi? Yeah. Did you Alexi. just make that up? You're making that up, 100%. No, it's like Levi or something? Yeah, it's Levi's
2: jeans. Yeah, it's...
1: Like, yeah, it's Le- okay, so Levi's jeans. Yep. Keep going. You know, they bust in, they start beating him up, and he's comes in with, like, two friends that are thugs also, and essentially says, like, these two are gonna search the apartment, and I'm gonna torture you. And he pulls out, like, this creepy, like, torture bag full of, like, knives and scissors and shit. Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's like a tool bag. It's like a tool bag. It's... It's, it looks like it's straight from Dexter. Like, it's the exact same right. thing. So, the same way an artist would roll out brushes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and True. he tells him, like, oh, I'm going to cut you open and count your intestines and shit. And while he's, you know, fucking monologuing what he's going to do to him, Bradley Cooper grabs a knife out of his packed box and, like, hit, holds it behind him. And when the guy comes in to cut him, Bradley stabs him. Yep. And this kills him, and he falls on the ground, and he starts bleeding. And again, Bradley is going through, or I guess badly, is going through AZT. Not AZT. NZT. NZT NZT withdrawal. Yeah. And he's laying on the ground like, this is it. I'm dead anyways because I don't have any NZT. You know,
2: the only NZT around me is flowing through this guy's veins.
1: Yeah, because the... thug guy tells him that oh i don't take the pills i dilute them and then inject them and you watch him inject it like when he gets into bradley's apartment uh, apartment so then bradley cooper starts drinking the pools of blood coming out of this guy's body yeah
2: he starts slurping down yep. some lifeblood <laughs> which from,
1: uh yeah dead uh what was his name uh Alexi. levi jeans levi jeans yeah yeah and you know we're all scientists here. We know, of course, this is totally accurate, 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, you can drink someone's blood, and whatever drugs are in the blood, they're going to
0: work. No, it course. was a
2: shit show. It was false. It was absolutely bullcrap. For right. starters, the drug would be so diluted in mm-hmm. this man's blood because the human body contains... Oh, I don't know. How much how much blood, Sean? How much blood would you say? What is it? Five like liters? Five liters of blood something like or something that. like that. There's no fucking... He put, like, maybe 10 mils worth of liquid in his 5,000 mm-hmm.
1: milliliters. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so thank like, you. Why you just said number? But yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's yes. yes, Five liters is five thousand milliliters. Yeah. The drug is probably diluted like anywhere from five hundred to a thousand times, <laughs> and it's already in the guy's blood. You know, obviously, it starts working pretty fast. It could yeah. Be Partially metabolized.
2: There's certainly no way that that Badly Cooper would have turned into Radley Cooper after just slurping down and a definitely not tables. that fast.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially because he's probably got a tolerance built up because he's been taking this stuff for a long time. True. So, regardless, he drinks the blood and now he's like, his eyes turn blue and everything's like, <laughs> yeah. He says, I know kung fu, basically. And then he sticks a needle in the blood. There's a guy, one of the thugs is blind in one eye. Yeah. And B. Radley, or Radley now. <laughs> Um, pokes out one of his eyes with a needle and ends up essentially thwarting this plan. Gets rid of yeah, the, yeah. Um, he fist fights the other guy and then he both. tricks the blind one into shooting him. Yeah, he yeah. kills them both and then he as, kills
2: someone with a piano like it's fucking Looney Tunes.
1: And once he leaves, he there's like a voiceover, where there's a lot of voiceovers of uh, Bradley like narrating what's happening, and he's like oh, the old guy who lived here used to be an arms dealer, so the police just chalked it up to angry arms dealer customers. Oh, how convenient convenient to just deal with, like, three bloody dead bodies in your apartment and stuff. Like, anyways, so they do that, uh, and then I think he goes with the lawyer. Anyway, he gets his NCT back. Yeah. And then the movie's almost over, um, and it goes, like, 12 months later, and it cuts to the future. Where he is running for senator. Yep. And he's probably Republican because he's wearing a red tie, I'm <laughs> assuming. I would assume so. Um, and his hair's all cut and he looks like a senator. Yep. He does. And he gets a meeting, a uh, mystery meeting, with <clears throat> Carl Van Loon. Shows up out of nowhere and he's like, hey... B. Radley? Yeah. Um, I purchased a pharmaceutical company.
2: That's actually who they tell him is meeting with him at first, is like the phar- pharmaceutical company that he originally, or the chemical company that he originally approached that was making the NZT for it, this mm-hmm. random guy. Mm-hmm. So. And the surprise is that, yeah, you're right, that Carl Van Loon's purchased his company. He's like, oh, I'm getting out of energy and into, chem- into chemicals. And and Radley's like, oh, that's like if Hef left the mansion. Ha, 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 It was oh a God. very good topic. He's got joke. good jokes. It's a very good, <laughs> rad plan. joke. Um, but basically, Carl Van Loon threatens him by saying, hey, we're going to cut off your supply of NZT because we just shut down your lab. Uh, and then they, and let's go get lunch. I'm sure I can be your supplier forever and ever. It'll be great. And you know, if you'll keep doing favors for me and you'll push through my legislation, whatever I want, and then let's go grab lunch. And then they walk outside and Carl Van Loon is like, Oh, get in my, get in my limo. And Radley goes, nah, dude, thanks for coming by. But, uh, I don't take NZT anymore. I've been off the drug for a long time. You see, uh, because I have the chemical formula and plenty of time and I'm the smartest man in the world. I have perfected the drug, so I've gotten rid of all the bugs. All the bugs are
0: gone. Like like bugs. Bugs. Bugs, moths, and butterflies.
2: Yep. They're all gone. Three classes of insect.
0: Bugs, moths, and butterflies. Yep.
2: Yeah. and so he <laughs> are they now he goes oh my brain has changed my neurons are different I my, don't, synapses, have my strengthened. synapses have strengthened I don't require NZT anymore and he goes he looks him straight in the eye and goes that van's going to hit that taxi and Carl Vance and Robert De Niro is like what he's like he's going too fast and he's texting he doesn't have time to stop and then a van hits a taxi yep. and then he's like how do you know I don't have a bead on you right now somebody like me is 50 moves ahead I have a lab that's already producing NZT and then he like touches his chest and he's like you're going and have a heart attack later but you knew that already It's crazy. just like what? what just fucking happened
1: at this movie? Yeah. yeah so he turns into Professor Sherlock sure, sure at locked the end in. of the movie well, he, sure locked and the way. best part is uh, to follow that scene up what happens is the movie ends yeah <laughs> there's no fucking explanation he's just it's literally like at the end of Matrix when Neo goes from
2: fighting Agent Smith and kills him and then he flies off into the air and you're like
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Wait, that was cashmere. I don't think they played cashmere at the <laughs> end of Matrix. <nature. laughs> no, it was wake up. <laughs> wake me up inside. Anyway.
2: So that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. And
0: somehow Bradley Cooper is able to... Radley Cooper. He's Radley Cooper forever now. Forever now is because he's basically...
1: tapered. He solved NZT.
0: He solved NCT. He tapered off the drug, a good form of the drug that he made somehow very very slowly and somehow the the access that he had to all these beautiful lovely synapses in his brain uh, became I guess at least semi-permanent
2: I think the frustrating thing is we have no idea what happened to his girlfriend
0: well she left him again right so no, she's who, gone
1: they were back she saw him when he was running for senator and was like, I can't get used to that haircut. Huh? Oh, she did? Uh, yeah, oh, you're right. right.
0: That's right. That's right. That's very so it's as soon as I guess they got back together again.
1: Oh, no. It's a very happy ending.
2: Wait, no. That's the very end of the scene, is that he goes and he meets with his girlfriend. They meet at the restaurant, and he, he like oh, right, places right. an order in, I think, Chinese. In, I think Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. 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 And then
1: she's like, oh, haha, my husband. And then the movie ends. <laughs> oh, ha-ha. hee tee And then the movie's over. That's yep. the the movie. That's the movie. Jeez. We did it. Guys, we did it. Shall
2: we do Papa John's? Oh, we can do ratings, I guess.
1: Brr, 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 brr. Wow! Wow! Wow!
2: Wow! It is, it is time. Face do Face
1: Pace, rate oh, this movie. Was good. Oh, I thought you meant rate it.
2: I know also do rate it. Oh, okay. Tell me what you thought of this good, good movie. So, I, <laughs> I think let's do science first.
0: So, science. I'm gonna give it three out of five. Um, yeah. because a middling rating. The drug. I mean, drugs fake. The director says it's fake. It's a made-up drug, uh, but a lot of the like side effects, withdrawal, uh, the different camera work to enhance how you might experience a stimulant under the effects of this particular drug. You mean pretty the, good, really, shitty, terrible cinematography? Yeah, theory. but I mean it, it was good though. Um, it I was, mean it was
2: it was good for like. Experiencing
0: but a stimulatory effect in your brain. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, but watching it over and over again did well, make Well, Sure, but that's I'm management. talking about
0: science. Understood. So I'm sorry. To um, no, that's okay. Uh, so I think that they did overall a pretty good job with like with the uh, we'll call it the, the pharmacological aspects. Sure. Of the film for the drug. Uh, entertainment. I think I liked it more than you guys did. I I actually would probably give it a four out of five. That
2: is. Fucking uncanny! <laughs> I, really, I, really like Pace,
0: movies, so. I really, I really like.
2: Pace, you hate movies.
0: I really like this movie, um, and I'm not sure why. I think it's because, well, it's I mean, a, it's also because I'm I'm a neuroscientist, right. so You're like I a psychologist. Yeah, so like I really enjoy. Right. I also just love like addiction science, engineer too. So like this is this is like along my jam uh, for for neuroscience. Uh, I also love sense. Bradley Cooper. He's a beautiful man. He is
2: super beautiful. Yeah, I didn't like it when he was Bradley Cooper though.
1: No, dude, his hair grossed me out.
2: Badly Cooper is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so three work? out of five and then four out of five. Yeah, what'd you think, Ken? Interesting. Um, as far as. I'm going to do entertainment first. I needed science first. I'm going to do entertainment. Okay. Ooh. As far as entertainment goes, I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to give it a two out of five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't. So, so the concept is interesting. Uh, in execution, this movie. Feels like the director was trying to take it the same route that you would, say, a Guy Ritchie film, but it did not have all of the same style as something like Smoke and Aces or Snatch or something like that. It, there, there were the components there for that type of movie, but it's not... It did. It fell flat in that sort of delivery. So for me, the way that the movie panned out, the way the movie, the movie played out, seemed sort of directionless. And so that kind of detracted from the entertainment value. Mm. Uh, there are also some really stupid fucking lines and some plot holes or plot conveniences, like Sean mentioned, that are just obnoxious. Like, oh, well, of course the apartment was owned by people who were criminals, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about murdering three people. Yeah, that was, stupid. that was stupid. Now, as far as the science goes, I think I have to agree with you. I would give it like maybe a three out of five, maybe even a little bit higher than that, mostly yeah. because I don't understand the brain because it's a mystery to all of science. It's a mystery. It's still, let's make that clear. <laughs> no one knows how I it mean, works. It's still We're a all, big old mystery. <laughs> We're only using 10% of it. How are we supposed to There's really a lot more left to explore. It's like space. You're right. Yeah.
0: I mean, there actually is an idea. That there's there's no way we can understand it because how can we understand ourselves?
1: <gasps> oh boy! How can, oh, no, can it, how can we use
0: how can
2: how can we use the brain to fully understand the brain? I a mean, <laughs> computer to... can only be as smart as a man.
1: <laughs>
2: I see what you're doing, face. Thanks. I, I don't understand. necessarily
1: agree with that theory, but I don't agree with that. No, we'll definitely understand it. we'll yeah.
2: eventually. Mm-hmm. Shaniwani do you want to rate and subscribe this movie? I do not want to subscribe,
1: okay. but I won't rate it. So, a little sneak for the science, peek into your entertainment. <laughs> science, I'm going to go 3 out of 5 again. I mean, like, it's a fake drug, but. No, you know what? I'm going to go 2 out of 5, because he drank someone's blood and got high off it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Bullshit, okay? That specific
2: portion of the movie was a 0 out of 5. Yeah, it's I, bullshit. I think so we can all agree on that.
1: I'm going to give it a 2
2: out of 5. He would have gotten a bloodborne disease and nothing else.
1: Yeah, and probably vomited. because it's probably really threw up! It tastes really gross. So 2 out of 5 for the science. Sure, you know, for all the reasons they said. For the entertainment value, I am going to, like, be extremely generous and give it a 2 out of 5. Because this movie, I think the, the only reason it's not a 1 out of 5 is because the concept of the movie is a very interesting concept to me. And I think, like, it would make for a great movie. I just don't, I just think this fell short. Like, yeah,
2: that's, a, that's what I was trying to get at is like a weird execution on yeah. the story.
1: And it's not like the actors are bad and stuff, no, like, you I can, can tell they did like, a good they're a good actor. Obviously, like Bradley Cooper and Robert De they are great actors and stuff. Like, but yeah, why even like some of the smaller name actors yeah, yeah. I thought did an awesome job. Yeah, no, I, I just think that like the plot of the movie was like pretty lacking. Yeah, so what you're actually saying
0: lacking. is the writing was, was lacking. Yeah, I think the writing yeah. was
1: not that great. Just like the story in general, like, you could have done so much more with this so because i do think bradley cooper delivered
0: on the film really well
1: i mean he's a for, good actor i would actually argue that if you
2: cut out a lot of scenes or in some of the subplots the movie would be more coherently entertaining because you wouldn't have to keep track of all the teeny tiny minor bullshit in the movie that i think leads to a lot of us disagreeing with the discrepancies in his thinking yeah that's, That's what I would
0: say. One. You could take out a lot of the extra subplots with, like, the merger and uh, the lawyer and, like, a lot of those...
2: Yeah, like, sure. They were just kind of just fill time a little bit. Right, they were supposed to be revelatory and, like, provide plot twists, but in reality, yeah. they just seemed, like, to burn through parts of the movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: I do also think, like, we were knocking on that one cinemagraphic effect they use that just looks like you're zooming through a tunnel. I did hate that. I did, <laughs> on, on a positive note, I think that it is cool that, like, while he was on the Nzt, everything was like brightly that colored. Was so the color, while cool. he wasn't on it, that was
2: such was a dull. good decision for the movie. Right? Well, and I, I, I agree. It with made it. sense too, with like
0: with how you perceive things. Yeah, you know, sure. Under the under the effects of those types of drugs, on drugs,
2: everything's better. It's more colorful. That's not what we're saying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone illegal drug use. So that's my rating. We have a couple more listener questions. Yeah, we do.
0: The first one comes from a Atori Mackle. Who's that? In front of the podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Friend uh, and previous guest. A previous our
0: guest
2: during our Gattaca episode. Yeah, yeah. She asks on our friend podcast, uh, Nerdy Bits, Nerdy Bits podcast.
0: We love them over there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Why is Bradley Cooper so beautiful? And I don't, I don't think it's that any of us, you know, question. I don't think any of us can really answer that question. I think that it's a a good combination of genes and his icy blue eyes. Oh, icy blue eyes, and that slick, slick, hair.
1: whatever filter they use when he's on the NZT makes his eyes look like they're like it looks like your blue TV screen right now. Yeah, yeah like his eyes look like electric. I don't know, electric.
2: His eyes say say to me, flagrant system error. Mm. <laughs> I would like
0: <laughs>
2: Heart not found
0: <laughs> I would like to meet Because it's been stolen The Coopers As yeah, in like Mr. It. and Mrs. Bradley Cooper's parents And be like Thank you very much For what you've done Pat you on the back Yeah uh, Thank you for deciding To conceive For your beautiful Wavy haired son Yeah it's because we love him
1: So I don't know why Tori But he definitely is So
2: Magic Thank you for your question We have one more question From uh, a friend of the podcast uh, Curtis Ryan McGraw Also known as uh, Merman. Uh, who asks, which, if any, fantasy mental powers are the most biologically plausible without mechanical intervention?
1: That's a very good question. I don't it think is. it's limited
2: to just this movie either.
1: So I'm going to – how about we each, we each say our thing we'll okay. around All the right. circle? So I, I think that the ability to recall memories from a long time ago, that seems the most likely, right? Like the, having like a very, very good memory, like hyper memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some people do have photographic
2: memories. In right. A sense. It's
1: like a possible thing that, that people can actually have but like in a movie you know being able to like utilize it in the sense that they can. I don't know. I think that would be possible. Yeah. Because a lot of times like we were talking like you have these memories or you have like something stored in your brain and it's just accessing it is the problem. Retrieval. Right? Retrieval. Yeah. So. Okay. I would say.
2: So. It's a recall in general. Total no. recall. Most mostly recall. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Pace. What about you? Uh, I I think that's a good. I think that's a good answer. Uh,
0: that's for a sense of variety here. I'd also like to point out. I think it's very very realistic to just have the sort of like uh, hyper sensitivity that he has just to stimuli in general and a hyper awareness to things that are around him. Uh, almost they they portray it in almost like a Sherlock Holmes type. Um, uh, ability to infer uh, conclusions based upon your surroundings, and I think that there that like there is some evidence from various stimulatory drugs that that could be achieved, uh, at least at a greater level than we experience <laughs> under a normal neurochemical setting. So, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I was gonna say that um, I think uh, Chris Evans abilities, uh, Dakota Fanning's abilities, uh, Camila Camilla Bell, Digimon Hansu, all, all these people who have, uh, who we know in acting and in Hollywood who have special abilities. Yeah. Um, in the hit documentary Push, I think all of their just sort of different things are probably the most realistically portrayed. Like, out of all the people in the world who have... Powers. Yeah. They did a really, really good job of, like, describing them in a way that people can understand and, like... I mean, Chris Evans' beard is very powerful. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. What the fuck
2: are you talking about? The movie Push. The movie uh, Push.
1: I haven't seen Push. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so about.
2: Chris Evans can move things with his mind. Uh, and they made... Oh, I thought you were talking about Captain America. Oh, well, I mean, he's, no. Is he's Dakota playing family? a
1: character in Captain America. Is Dakota Fanning in Push?
2: Dakota Fanning's also in Push. Yeah. So because I mean, you said I, a, she has to it because it's a documentary.
1: Because you said a lot of actors and actresses, I thought you were literally like, "Oh, you know how Dakota Fanning has magic powers?" <laughs> well, she is. She
0: is like a very special vampire in the Twilight series with magical powers. Don't
2: talk about Twilight. Dakota Fanning's in Twilight. Don't talk about Twilight on yeah. this yeah. podcast. Ugh. Anyway, so the do- I thought the, in the documentary Push, they it did, did a good job with covering telekinesis and things like that.
1: Yeah, right. That's a great real answer, Kenan. Thanks. I hope that hope That Merwin is uh, happy with your. Uh... He better be. Well, we had two, <laughs> two
0: actual answers. I think he'd be like glad that it was balanced out yeah, by either. a nice we, we like, funny two. joke Probably answer. Well, so, the best, so,
1: thank but... you for the question. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, do we have any other questions? Or are we cashed? You know what I think we should do? What? I think we should thank our Patreon donors. Oh, shit. We have a new
2: Patreon donor. We do. Uh, he has a very special name uh, that's, well, it's all special to us because we forgot to say his name on the last episode and we felt shitty about it for two weeks so uh Mm -hmm. here goes uh thank you very much kyle kyle
1: hey kyle thank you very much for your donation two dollars wow bam 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 so kyle thank you for our patreon if you're a fan of the show and you would like to donate to the patreon obviously the show will always be free but if you feel like giving us a donation you can go to patreon and we have a real science cast uh platform you can donate to us.
2: And up until we get larger in sort of our scope, uh, we'll be using all that money to try and make the show better. Uh, We've been looking at uh, ways to improve our sound and our recording setup. So soon we'll be split up into three separate microphones because one of us is going to be leaving the state. And then after that, another of us will be uh, leaving the state and we're Payson and I are going to leave Sean all alone here in Florida, uh, so we'll all have to record on separate microphones. Yep. So, and then after that, I mean, if we get any bigger, then we can look at doing, you know, Patreon only content and stuff like that. But well, only that's so far down the road it man. is, and it will it. only happen if you tell your friends and family to listen. We don't do any advertising uh, for the show. All of our stuff is through word of mouth, so it helps us out a lot. The other thing that helps us a ton is if you go to iTunes or Stitcher or any of these other places and give us a five star rating and review. That helps us climb that ladder, and it really, really increases our visibility, especially in iTunes. So more people can see the show, more people can see that people like the show, and we can get bigger.
1: All great stuff, Kenan. Good, good, good stuff. You want me to say the movie we're going to watch next? I mean, if you want to. All right. We probably so, should do that. In two weeks, we will be releasing our episode. We're going to watch Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about AIDS, HIV, and
2: AIDS research.
1: Right. Exactly, and um, yeah. Yeah. So this movie, these two haven't seen it. I have seen it. I was going to say I think it'll be a good one for the show, but uh, there's got some. There's some pretty challenging topics in this movie. So just you know, be aware. It's rated R for a reason. Yeah, definitely. um, And it's it's not exactly happy either. But I think there will be some interesting science and maybe a. Some historical perspective Right It'll spark some discussion um, That all of us 90 kids Can offer about the 80s AIDS epidemic yes. so 90s kids love <laughs> 90s kids love oh. So, oh This no, is oh, bad no, no, no. <laughs> So look out for that
0: For next episode uh, If you want to contact us You can find you can Contact the show At realsciencecast At gmail.com Yep Send us your questions Or realsciencecast uh, Twitter Yep um, Or the realsciencecast On Facebook On Facebook And uh, also thank you To Otis McDonald For, letting us, for using his song Third Eye Blimp for our intro and outro to our episode. Here um, you? And with that.
2: Yeah, where uh, where can people find
0: you on the internet, Pace? You can find me at Michael C. Pace on Twitter. I at, will talk to you.
2: At Brain Boy.
0: It's not at Brain on Boy. Twitter. That's really good, though. I wish at, I was at Brain Boy.
2: I am a psychologist for real, though. But it's a little letter
1: four and then <laughs> R-E-A-L. T-H-O. It's definitely just T-H-O. He would definitely spell it R-E-E-L. I mean, stay on brand. Fuck! <laughs> you're right. For real,
2: though. <laughs> Sean, I'm not going to bother asking you, but if you want to talk to Sean, you should get on the Facebook, because he manages the page for
1: us. Yes, I do. And if you want to contact the show and other methods, you can go to realsciencecast at gmail.com. We just did that. Did we? Yep. Yep. Uh well, if you listen, if you really like the show, <laughs> write us two emails. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Kenan, where can people find you?
2: You can find me at lolkenan on Twitter. Uh, don't find me on Facebook. That's weird. But uh, I haven't had a lot of activity on the internet recently because I'm trying to graduate. But once I am up and running and have my new job, just be on the lookout for oh, lots of good so Kenan-based content.
1: Mm, it's so great. I have all this time <sighs> on Fuck my. Fuck you, Doctor Crossan mm, exquisite.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's all the time we have for tonight. So uh, you know, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't take all that great science, you know, to make a to make a good movie, but. Certainly does make it better. So uh, why don't you why don't you uh, stay classy for me, and I'm just gonna keep talking so that Sean can't get in a word. Fade, fade, we can fade, end fade the episode. Fade away, fade away. And bye everyone. Hey, Kenan.
1: Bye man, We haven't uh, had a real sign off in a while. That's
2: not true. We did a real one on the last one.
1: No, we're gonna do it on this one. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Can Pace do it? No. Okay. Okay. You don't need good science to make a good movie. Yeah,
0: look, hey, it. make sure that the toilet doesn't it doesn't the water is to keep running abnormally, alright? You gotta jiggle the handle sometimes. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus!
2: Be gentle, you crude! You crude human being!
1: God, that was is... <laughs> You fix your fucking handle? He literally... <laughs> you <laughs> literally